0: Again, that's over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Thryzer, and be sure to enter the promo code STC. So we'll jump right into today's podcast session. Hello, hello, welcome to session 196 of Selling the Couch. You are having an awesome day. So today's podcast session is a little bit different than the typical podcast session. It's with a clinician, Katie Englert, Katie and I actually connected a couple of years ago at a podcasting conference. So we ended up having lunch and hanging out. And Katie told me about this little idea that she had where she wanted to essentially create a platform, a place where all of us that are creating things, everything from all sorts of, you know, case documentation to private coaching to if we write a book, anything that could help us in the therapy room a place where all of this could be stored as opposed to going to 50 different websites. I thought it was such a cool idea what Katie was doing. And fast forward a couple of years, uh, Katie is now on the podcast and she has launched a service called Practicat. And it's basically a hub for us to be able to buy and sell original products that clinicians in private practice create. In today's session, we're going to talk all about Katie's journey in creating Practicat, how she came up with the name for Practicat, some of the branding advice that she received from attorneys as well as from branding experts. Really interesting when it comes to naming things stuff that I I never thought about or never realized it. So, and then we're going to talk about, you know, how some of the kind of back-end stuff of how to even set this up. We're going to talk about, you know, how KD generates revenue from this model. And then we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, everything from testing some things like this out. You know, one of the things having now developed two products, one Healthcasters and then two now the STC directory. I think one of the most important lessons that I've learned is that you have a dream about what you want. And it's easy to say, okay, this is what I want. But the technical aspects and the iterations and the tweaking, that takes a good amount of time. And so we're going to talk about how Katie's been able to kind of build this out without strategically and thoughtfully without taking on debt or anything like that. And then We wrap up with just some of the advice that Katie would give her younger self as well as her future self. And I I think you're going to find this helpful just because this is such a a good conversation about the big dreams that many of us have and how to put that into the world and and the courage and boldness it requires to do that. Today's podcast is supported by Turning Point HQ. Uh, This is a brand new sponsor on the STC podcast, but David and... I call him Dave. Dave and I have gotten to know each other over the past two years. He was a previous STC podcast guest. And honestly, Dave is one of the most kind and generous and helpful people that I know. And with sponsors, you guys know I'm I'm super discretionary in terms of who I share uh, the STC audience with. And Dave, when uh, we talked about sponsorship, he was one of those people I had zero doubt. And so Dave is a financial planner, uh, specifically for therapists. And his whole mission is to transform your relationship with money. I know for many of us, uh, money is something that, and the money stories that we have often been told, it impacts a lot of how we do business. It impacts how we approach things like retirement and investing and all of those things. And Dave understands that. And he comes. From just a very hard-centered place to help us build out an investment in a retirement portfolio, Dave actually has this really cool guide. Uh, it's absolutely free to download, and it's called "The Seven Money Mistakes That Hold Therapists Back." You can find it over at sellingthecouch.com dot forward slash Turning Point HQ, and that guide has a lot of the things that that can hold a lot of therapists back. And actually, if you go through that link as well, you get two hundred dollars off any service that Dave provides. So we'll get right to today's podcast conversation. Here's my conversation with Katie Englert from Practicat.com. Hey, Katie, welcome to Selling the Couch. Hi, Melvin. How are you? Good. Um, So for those of you guys that are listening, Katie and I connected, was it like 2015, 2016?
1: It's been a few years ago.
0: Yeah. So I was at Podcast Movement in Chicago and Katie had reached out and we ended up like grabbing lunch with uh, with several people that are actually also in the Facebook community. So it's amazing because I remember, and I was telling you this before we started recording, I remember when Practicat was like just a small little idea. And yeah, it's been amazing to see how much you've grown and all of the just wonderful things that you're putting in the world.
1: Thank you. It's fun to see and know people along the journey that have had little glimpses here or there and reconnect now.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. So I, I wanted to start right at the top, which is how did you come up with this idea?
1: Right. So as you know this about me, but your the listeners may not, I'm a therapist who started out in solo private practice. You know, I was bootstrapping and renting closets for offices and things like that. And I needed help. So I started looking online for help and for resources. So I was searching online for hours to find resources that were effective, easy to use, and fit my budget. And what I discovered is that there were tons of resources available and that there were fantastic products out there to help. But the difficult part for me was finding them. And so I thought to myself, we need a place to buy and sell products from therapist to therapist. For people in private practice. And I thought, we can do that.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's such a cool idea. How? Okay, so you had this idea. And so how did you make that transition from we need a place to do this to I can be the person who creates this?
1: <laughs> right. Looking back on it, it seems like really ambitious that, <laughs> that I did that. But you know, I thought, well, it's not there. So if it's not there, so I spent some time looking for it for one, you know, I thought, am I missing something? Am I just like out of the loop on a place where people can do this that are in private practice? And, you know, really, I started listening to a couple different podcasts. You were around then. So I started listening and, and those resources were wonderful, but I couldn't find anything. So I emailed my now business partner and I said, here we go. I have an idea you know, like dangerous. What do you think about this? And he was like, why not? Let's give it a go. So it was just the right support and the yes that I needed to start tinkering around with what that might look like.
0: You know, I think all of us need someone in our life, whether it's a business partner, like a a partner, a friend, whoever it is, that parent, someone that will encourage us, you know, because I think this whole business journey, even like in the small moments, It's like a leap of faith, right? And I know for me, there's always, usually alongside great ideas, there are great like moments of doubt.
1: For sure. And I think, you know, people who are, entrepreneurial or in private practice there's a lot of fear in, in that place but it's stepping out in that faith anyway stepping out and saying well we're gonna give it a go you know and and being okay like i think you have to know about yourself like well if this all goes away or if i trip and fall and this isn't going to work out am i going to be okay and, and and getting comfortable with that
0: yeah and i think i mean that's such a good point i think one thing i've struggled with this and Just realizing this is my self-worth is not tied to the result, if that makes sense.
1: Total sense.
0: Yeah, because I think for me, I was like, I have to get this perfect and successful. Otherwise, I'm a terrible person, you know, like a joke about that. But that's, you know, that was like the narrative that for a long time, I struggled. with.
1: Yeah. And I think we all find ourselves in that from time to time. It's a matter of snapping ourselves back (laughs) into reality and saying, hey, you know, people learn in the mistake, people learn in the gray, you and everyone around you. So sharing those moments are really valuable, even though they're not fun to walk through.
0: The name Practicat is... So creative, and I love the logo. Thank you. <laughs> How did you come up with the name?
1: Well, it started out as a totally different name. So it started out as Go Practice because, you know, when we were thinking through in the early days, that was the idea. We wanted for therapists to have what they needed to just go practice so they could practice and like go come to the marketplace and get what they needed. Uh, quickly. Then I entered into a local pitch competition for for small businesses. And through that process, I learned a lot about, you know, how to protect your work and copyright and, and those types of things. And I started working with an attorney in that process. And she explained to me that, you know, go practice is a general term and it's hard to copyright and trademark general words. That's why we see businesses out there with made up names like, you know, she used the example of Chick-fil-A or, you know, there's just people like random Google, like they come up with names that really until it's associated with a brand or a business, it's nothing. And so that was really inspiring for me. I thought, well, we're going big here. We're shooting, (laughs) you know, so she explained to me like within my state, we can probably protect it. But if we're going to use something that therapists all over can use, then I probably need to rethink the name, and anybody who's ever created something from nothing knows that that was kind of my first little dig at ooh, but I came up with that, and that was creative for me yeah. <laughs> for me, <laughs> and I don't want to change it, <laughs> so we started the process of changing the name, even though it was not comfortable at first.
0: oh, I mean, I totally resonate with that because I mean it's our it's our little baby, right? it's our little creative burst, yeah, and it's hard, especially when we put it out into the world. And especially when we share it with people that we, you know, that we trust their expertise in, when they give feedback, they run counter to that. uh, That's some wonderful feelings that can come up internally, so.
1: Right, but, you know, I was being prepared for what this journey was gonna give me and what I wanted from this journey. You know, I wanted that feedback from her, even though it felt uncomfortable at first. She was right. And so- We really just went on this naming binge, (laughs) you know, words that were either meaningful to us or relevant to what we were doing that we could come up with our own word. And we came up with a pretty healthy list. And I think it's in a journal somewhere and I need to dig it out because it would be very interesting to see again. But we came up with Practicat because in some of my branding research, strong Ks are good for branding and marketing purposes, apparently. Hmm. And so my name happens to start with a K. So we thought, okay, what can we do that is for private practice? Katie, I did not want it to be really around me, but Jared liked the name Practicat more than I did. (laughs) And, you know, he's a branding person too. So We kind of just kind of rolled into and it was like, yeah, I think. And then we kind of tested it out for a few weeks and kept saying a lot. (laughs) (laughs) So (laughs) we were like, can we do this? People are going to be confused that it's a K and not a C. And it was like, they might be. But then we came up with the the design of the logo. And from then on, we've gotten a lot of positive feedback from the name. And it's kind of catchy and it is different.
0: Yeah. And it's easy to remember, you know? Yeah. You're right. Like initially, you're like, okay, practice cat. I can see the K- C versus K. But then you, re- like, then you remember it, and you're like, oh. And then you remember the logo, and it's it is very cool. Jared is business partner, I'm guessing.
1: Yes, Jared is business partner. Sorry.
0: Yeah, no, it's 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 very cool. So I I wanted to also dig into sort of the I guess the behind the scenes of creating something like this because I know that many of us have dreams of you know putting things out into the world, whether it's like sort of shopping cart related stuff, you know, online shopping carts, not like literally shopping carts, but you know, you get the point. So mm-hmm. I wanted to talk a little bit about like, how did you set up the actual website? Like, you know, what tools did you use? What software? Like, how do you handle payments? I know this is probably a long conversation, but definitely curious to, to learn more from you.
1: Right. And so my role at Practicat is not setting that up. It is the to have the vision and what I want that flow to look like. And Jared makes that happen. So it's, it's built off of off of a standard platform. And he he knows more about that than I do. But we do have integrated in, you know, PayPal, credit cards through Stripe. Those are a lot of systems that we've used. And And really, you know how hard it is to think through a system like if you have a product to sell and how time consuming that would be. So we really wanted to build a system that was just easy for the user, whether it's a vendor or a buyer to use. So where, you know, you can come to us with a thumbnail or in a product link and we can get you set up in just a few minutes. So as far as that goes, you know, that just kind of runs in that platform. And that's how we're kind of set up on the back end to notify our vendors when a sale is made and, you know, to build our business and our customer base that way.
0: Yeah. So a lot of, I mean, you're saying this, which is that you not only just thought about putting a website up, but you really thought about what is this going to look like in the future, right? so what will for example, you know when somebody comes to the website, how will they process the payment right how right. How will the vendor get notifications and of when a sale is made? those kind of things like so and it sounds like part of your job as sort of the visionary is is thinking through those kind of things, is that right?
1: Correct. And I, you know, and I can go to my business partner and I'm, and, and I can communicate, this is the vibe. This is how I need for this to work. Mm. And he is very good at being able to technically make that happen. And sometimes those things that I feel like are a simple change as a therapist and as a creative person are a lot more involved.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've learned this the hard way as well. So that's why
1: I'm <laughs> There's not a wand. And if someone ever comes up with one of those I think for the website development of a creative that would be amazing (laughs) (laughs) but I think I
0: might keep that one to myself
1: (laughs) (laughs) because I'm like I just need it to do this and he's Mm -hmm. like okay so that's gonna take this and this and and he starts talking sometimes and I get lost to be quite honest but I think that's why our partnership works really well
0: yeah. Cause you have somebody that balances sort of the vision with the practical of how do you set this up? Right. So does it like, again, This and if you don't know this, that's perfectly okay. Does it like go through like a shopping cart, like a Shopify or something, or does it, is it more people accept?
1: We have tested several different ones and it's built on a platform. I don't know exactly which platform, mm-hmm. Melvin, but it is built off of a platform and he has customized layers and layers and layers onto that until we reach a certain point. And then once we reach a certain point, we will have, you know, that will transition into a custom built, you know, from code up. (laughs) And, you know, if we wanted to talk about kind of part of our values are at Practica are to to build something that we have the time and the money allotted for. And so as that grows, and, and as our customers and our vendors and our buyers give us feedback on you know, how they want this built out, because that's part of what we're doing, we'll be able to customize that.
0: Well, I mean, I think what you're saying, like, there's so much wisdom in it, right? Because for many of us, I know that I struggle with this, which is I want the perfect version of this, right? And like, I want version 10.0, when right now, I just need to create version 0.5, and get feedback and iterate it. And you know,
1: Right. And it's a challenge balancing your values of okay, we agreed to do it this way and this is what we're gonna we're gonna follow these certain things. We can be open in a lot of areas, we can be flexible, but we are going to, you know, be a debt free company. We're going to, you know, there are certain things that we're we're going to do. We are not going to spend time going after big funding until we feel like we really have a pulse on what our buyers and vendors want. So we don't have that you know, either or mindset, we have a both and and mindset about that. And so we're just collecting that information from our users this first year and being prepared to grow in that direction.
0: Yeah, it's a beautiful vision, because I think underneath that is just the humility to realize where you are as a business, as opposed to and but still thinking forward, but not doing something like, for example, taking on a crazy amount of debt in order to, you know, in order right. to get somewhere,
1: it's just something that we're not going to do. Like it's it's something that we've committed to our business and to our, to our users to not have to be, you know, financially handcuffed in that way. So we do have that true freedom to move and develop as our users. uh, see fit.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think just, I would imagine for you guys, it's just the mental freedom to know that you're not taking on more and more debt, you know?
1: Yes, exactly.
0: Um, so I was curious about like, so what is kind of the business model? I think I get it, but like so essentially clinicians, this is a platform where clinicians can put products and services that they have, right? And it's all kind of under one place. And then for you guys, it sounds like in order to like offset the cost of developing this, maintaining this, you take a percent of the the sales. Is that right?
1: That's exactly right. We're we're a marketplace model. So our success depends on the success of our vendors. So you know, we wanted to create that safe place for resources and for therapists to kind of learn the value of their product. And so they choose their own pricing. And with a few items like the link to their downloadable product, if it is a downloadable product and a thumbnail image Mm. or a service description, if it's a service-based product, you can set up your shop. And so how we offset that cost through our membership levels is we offer a free tier, which is free to sign up and then a 30% commission to us after the sale is final. Mm. We also offer a a new tier we're just now releasing and it's $10 a month plus a commission of 10% for more expensive products such as like a coaching or consulting package.
0: Got it. That's cool that you've been able to start with one tier and, and kind of build it out that way.
1: Yeah, that's one of the feedback that we've gotten from our users because we're so open to that is that I want to be a vendor, but I need there to be another option for my product that is a coaching or consulting. So we're talking with a few coaches and we have a a coaching product on on the site now, which is very exciting. And and that's going to be an avenue for growth for us this summer.
0: That's cool. Just shifting a little bit. What's been the most like fun or exciting thing about, about building out Practicat?
1: For me, I think the most fun and exciting thing is getting to really make connections with amazing therapists. I was in my office, you know, doing the private practice, and I still do that, run a group practice. So sometimes you get wrapped up in that. And this has been such a creative process for me developing Practicat. And I think it was scary to release it, <laughs> to share it. Um, but the therapists that I've met through this journey that's 100% been the most fun and exciting to see what they're working on and how energetic and excited they are to serve our community. So that's 100% been the most fun thing.
0: Yeah. I mean, I feel like getting to connect with our colleagues and doing this in an authentic way. Yeah. I found that rewarding as well. What's been the most challenging thing?
1: I think for me, the most challenging thing has been being new on the scene and I think bringing something new because change is hard. We know that we're therapists. So (laughs) it's hard for us too. So bringing that and just kind of being able to answer questions that people have and just getting the word out has been challenging. But, you know, that's also part of the exciting part because that's where I get to meet new people and and it's challenging um, and fun.
0: Right. What's, um, I guess in a just thinking about some of the ways that you've been able to meet and connect with colleagues, like what's been a, like a surprising way, like, has it been a conference? Has it been being on podcasts? Like what's,
1: yeah, so I, I'm i a big podcast listener. So i listen to tons of private practice podcasts. It's been so helpful for me. I also have joined communities on social media because um, I live in a rural place. So it doesn't mean that if you live in a rural place, you can't be connected. And I've joined some social media groups. I have also joined a couple mastermind groups here or there. I was in one of those last year that was really super helpful. And just meeting with therapists with that are like-minded and in person, you know, I had the opportunity to do that this year, and I'm going to do it again this year. So um, that's been really meaningful for me. um, Because the things that we deal with in private practice can be isolating sometimes. And so just getting out and meeting, meeting people has just been huge for me.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I wanted to ask you also, like, I know that, you know, you, you went through like multiple iterations of this, like in terms of like alpha testing and things like that for the Practicat site. So what made you do that? Like, you know, test and do this sort of do test rounds versus just kind of releasing it?
1: Yeah, I think we, it's always been a usable product. So even through our testing rounds, you could always use the product. And we, we did at least have a, a functioning product always. It may not have had a lot of options to use, but we we always had it usable when it was live. That goes back to the values that I talked about a little bit earlier is that, you know, we agreed as a partnership not to do, not to do debt or to come, or to commit to more than we had the time to commit to. So that helped us in our flywheel startup here. It helped us kind of put something out and come back and put something out. And come back, you know, one thing at a time. And so it worked well for us as developers because we we have full-time jobs too, you know. So in the beginning when we were both having very little time for this idea of Practicat, it allowed for us to go ahead and put something out there to start getting feedback from our users. And that has allowed us to build on that. And it's kind of like, you know, time, money, compound. (laughs) You know, the 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 more we grow, the the more feedback we're getting through each kind of update that we do. Um, And we really just wanted to test that market to see what people wanted to buy, what people wanted to spend money on, what they were looking for to purchase, and and to fund it as we go. And, you know, we will, we could fundraise at any time if we decide to. And we may decide to do that at some point. But we really wanted to put our energy into listening to therapists.
0: Mm, That's awesome. I wanted to wrap up our conversation with a final question. I feel part of this is like, for me as well. So You know, for me, I've realized that every time you build something, especially when it's more larger scale, like something like Practicat, uh, you learn a lot about like what to do, what not to do. And then you learn just an unbelievable amount of learning to tolerate very overwhelming (laughs) feelings sometimes. What advice would you give to the Katie that was just starting out? And then what advice would you give to the future Katie?
1: So one piece of advice that I would give to Katie starting out is to remember your identity is not this thing. (laughs) You know, your identity is separate from this. And that has been something that, you know, there are ups and downs whenever you're bringing out something new. And it has been, it's an emotional thing when you create something and it's been my pleasure to do this. And it will continue to be my pleasure to do it. But to trust my gut, because sometimes whenever you're Playing in a new arena that's hard to do. Um, There's a lot of insecurity that pops up. So I would just remind myself that my identity is separate from this and to trust my gut.
0: And then what about the future, Katie? What would you say to her?
1: So for future Katie, from this point, I would say the same thing. Your identity is not this thing, it's not Practicat. It's fun that I've had the opportunity to work on this and to share it with others. And I would also say to future Katie to remember this fun building phase regardless of the outcome, to remember the conversations that I've gotten to have, uh, the people that I've gotten to meet, and just kind of the adventure of this journey.
0: Such good advice. Katie, I'm so grateful for you. I'm grateful for not just your dreams, but for your courage to put out something into the world like Practicad. I know that as it continues to grow, it's going to serve our field well. And so what are some of the best ways that we can touch base with you and get to know the good work you're doing in the world?
1: Sure. Thank you, Melvin. And thank you for being supportive and and keeping in touch all this time. The website is www.Practicat.com. And that's P-R-A-C-T-I-K-A-T.com. And we're also on Instagram and Facebook. And our email address is also listed on those uh, mediums.
0: Perfect. Katie, thank you again for doing this. And it's uh, so good to connect with you again.
1: I feel the same way. Have a great day, Melvin. Thank you.
0: Bye. Hey there, hope you enjoyed my conversation with Katie. And especially if you are thinking about, well, a couple of things. One, if you have big dreams that you're putting into the world, particularly around software, I hope that today's podcast session has been helpful for you. And then secondly, if you have a product, like some sort of a digital product or a coaching service or something that you sell through your private practice website and you want more eyes on it, I encourage you to check out practicat.com. It's a great place to advertise it. One of the neat things is, especially if it's a product that's meant for other clinicians, you have a lot of eyes on it. So as I was reflecting on this session, I think the one big thing that I just took away is the amazing amount of courage and persistence that it takes to put anything out into the world, especially when it's some sort of software. I know even for me with the STC directory, I actually beta tested this for a whole year and then we put it out into the world and, you know, had and it, you know, amazingly did really well. There's still a lot of tweaks to it. And so now we're going through hiring coders and trying to figure out, you know, how to sort of streamline it even more, it's a constant process. And one of the, for me, at least one of the most humbling thoughts that I had in this conversation is just realizing big dreams require a lot of intentional steps and they require an unbelievable amount of persistence. You know, when we put big dreams into the world, it's not that things just end. We just have to keep refining and getting better and just, yeah. I think Katie mentioned a wonderful aspect, which is that she doesn't put her self-worth in the success of Practicat, which I think is a a humbling lesson for me to remember that my self-worth is not in the success of my private practice. It's not in the success of Selling the Couch not in the success of any of these. And so for me, I think it's something that I struggle with, but that thought is very liberating. Katie mentioned a number of tips and resources. You can find that over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash session and the number 196. Before we wrap up, just wanted to take a moment to thank the team over at Turning Point HQ for supporting today's podcast session. So Turning Point HQ is the result or is the brainchild of David Frank, who is a financial planner for therapists. And as I've mentioned before, uh, Dave and I actually have gotten to be good friends, just an awesome person to work with. And one of the things that Dave will help us to do is create a holistic and an intentional retirement and of an investing plan that supports you to lead a really awesome life. Because ultimately, I think for many of us, it's we invest, right, to create the life that we want. And uh, it's to do it in an intentional way. And Dave, honestly, is just one of the most like heart centered folks that I've ever met. And you are absolutely going to be in good hands with him. You can learn more about Turning Point HQ and the awesome services that they provide over at sellingthecouch.com forward slash Turning Point HQ. And if you go through that link, uh, Dave actually created this seven financial mistakes that therapists make. It's a free downloadable. And uh, you can download it right there. And then you also get $200 off any of your any of the services that Dave provides. Be sure to mention that you heard it on STC. Have a great rest of your day and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the selling the couch podcast. For more great content and to stay up to date, visit www.sellingthecouch.com.